everybody. I have got my cartoon character shirt on because we are going to be talking about a bunch of cartoon characters today. Can you pull that music off for me? Thank you. And uh, the cartoon characters are going to be some of the players in smaller North Dakota government. But before we get too far into that and I introduce you to my guests, I want to make sure to make sure everybody knows that you can listen live. Go to gfbestsource.com, click listen now. And to chat, you can click on the Twitch link in the upper left center. And of course, we're also available out on Rumble and on the Facebook page. And a big important thing's happening tomorrow. We have the Willison School Board election tomorrow. I want to make sure everybody gets out there and votes. Also, kind of interesting. I just got a note saying that there is an emergency school board meeting being held in Williston at 5.30 today so they can ram a budget through before the school board election. So I think y'all might have them worried. So let's give them something to worry about. Let's get those three incumbents that were recall voted off that school board and let's get some new people on who stand a chance at possibly balancing a budget and doing something correct as far as using your tax money wisely. All right, my guests today are Megan Kalman and uh, <clears throat> Marvin Lepp. And I'm going to start with Megan because we know Marvin and Marvin's trying to eat lunch. God bless <laughs> his heart. He's here on this lunch hour. But Megan, how are you? It's good to meet you finally. I've talked to you on the phone a couple of times and I get to see your face. How are you doing? Yes, I'm doing good. <laughs> good. Doing good. Keeping busy. Well, you seem to have a couple of people that think that they are rulers of your city, not uh, representatives. And you and I talked a little bit about some of the things like uh, meeting decorum and people not following uh, standard procedures for open meetings and other things. So I'm going to let you start by telling your story, which I will call Chicken Gate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Oh, small town politics. Gotta love it. And Marvin got to witness it firsthand, um, just how much of a, we'll say, cluster cluck <laughs> this whole situation has been. Um, so, Benedict, North Dakota, I've been here for 10 years now. Um, really small community east of Max. I don't know if many people are really familiar with it. Um, there's about 70, I would say 70 folks in town, and that's including children. So, um, but anyhow, very rural micro town. Um, And I, anyhow, fast forward here, I decided to look into having chickens because we all know how awesome our government is and how scary things are right now. Um, I have four children and, you know, I want to be able to provide for myself and my community. Um, So I looked into whether or not we had a chicken ordinance. Um, And the whole situation with our city council and how everything's been run, again, small town, um, nothing was really done by the books, I don't think ever. <laughs> and so looking into it, found out that there was no ordinance, um, spoke with Marvin about it. He helped me get a petition together and a sample ordinance that we could present to the city, um, the city council and, uh, did all of those steps. And at that meeting, which we've recorded, uh, Marvin was there and it was just, it was wild just absolutely wild. Um, and I guess I was uneducated as far as how 
meeting decorum was to go, but I'm not typically the person to interrupt and, you know, call people vulgar names or, you know, it, it was just wild. And I don't know if Marvin, did you expect it to go that way? I've been to worse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have been to worse. Um, but no, I was not, I wasn't ready to have to give a lecture when I came and, you know. But you had an agenda. <laughs> oh, no, I was just helping explain the material that I put together for you. And, you know, they, they, but, treated, yeah, they, they had an agenda. But yeah, it, it, it's crazy because okay. the way, I guess gonna, the a little bit of background. I'm going to interrupt you for a second because I want to yeah. understand. We had a meeting meltdown over chickens. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> vulgar, vulgar names being tossed around. Um, people, oh, yeah. people, I was people having absolute temper tantrums. Okay. So you're standing yeah. there with your, with your hands over your kids' ears because of the language going down. Over oh. chickens. Over chickens. In a town of 70 people, very rural. Um, and I, I, it's a little history, I guess, on our city council. My husband is actually the city council president. Um, he works for the railroad. He's gone during the week. He calls in for meetings when he's available, which most of the time he is. Um, but basically the sitting city council right now was all voted in via write-in. The old city council that we had had issue with, they all ran unopposed in the last election and all but one lost to write-ins. These folks show up to meetings and it is just an absolute nightmare. Um, regular, I should say, shouldn't say regular citizens, but other folks in town refuse to attend meetings because it gets so loud and vulgar and angry. We've had to have um, the highway, or not highway department, but the county sheriff's department come and sit in on meetings just in case. Um, it's madness. And I, I don't understand. I don't know if it's because of the loss of control or if it's some kind of personal vendetta. Um but yeah, it is incredibly disruptive, and our city council can't accomplish anything. So, I mean, we haven't. I just want to make make it clear. So, these people were running on a post, so they thought they were just going to stroll right in and continue to to maintain control. How long had they been on those the city council before the write in ouster? Um, oh gosh, maybe two years. Okay, so not not. I think. Not anything like five or 10 years or 15. No. Okay. So, but see the way that it's worked it, is it's like the same groups of people kind of waver in and out, uh-huh. you know, like they'll either get sick and tired of whatever because small town politics and decide they don't want the crap anymore. So then they stop running or somebody doesn't like what somebody else had to say. So, well, I'm going to run against you. And the amount of people that actually vote in these elections is kind of a joke to be yeah. honest with you. I, I um, understand. You know, so it's like the same families fighting, jockeying for position in control of the city council. And again, in my opinion, it's really not a prize to be won. Um, my husband and I have been accused of being transplants. Um, because <laughs> wait, wait, we're wait. Not... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What, what, what's a transplant? Um, well, we didn't grow up in the area. Got it. Um, 
you know, we, after the flood in 2011, my husband and I lost our house and we ended up buying the land that our current house is on um, from a family that is actually really up in arms about anything that goes on in town. Um, and was one, one of those, uh, council members that lost in that election to, I believe my husband actually. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's turned into this pissing match. I, I don't, I don't get it. And now it's starting to affect, um, people with fixed incomes negatively. Yes. Um, chickens is just their, their flavor of the week, I guess, or I don't know how you want to put that, but, um, that's just one focus that they have. And sometimes it feels like it's just because it's us. I don't know. Um, but it's that. And then there's, you know, now it's budget season and they've got that to complain about, but it's always something. Well, always something. It seems to me that what we have is, uh, like you said, typical small town politics. Um, I understand what you're talking about, about being a transplant. My husband and I have been in, um, in Hillsboro for well over 20, 20 some years, probably closer to 30 years. And we're still considered not residents <laughs> because we, again, we weren't born there. And, and when, when people run for offices and stuff, they always start out with, we're a lifelong resident. Like that makes you royalty. And, right. and and I'm just sitting there going, so apparently if if you weren't born there or multiple generation, you, you aren't allowed to care about your community and you mm-hmm. can't do anything without permission, which I find hysterical. And when we're talking about these people, they were voted out legally and righteously, but apparently they're not happy. So they're going to make sure that everyone else is miserable. And I call I call this the misery scale, which is... I'm miserable because I don't have what I want. Therefore, I'm going to make sure everybody else is miserable and doesn't get what they want. And this can completely tear not just a town apart, but families, because you told me how important these chickens are to your kids and the change that that you've seen in your children. This isn't just a fight about eggs. No. um, And, you know, I'm not afraid to share that I have my own host of PTSD. We lost a house in a fire. Um, that was incredibly detrimental to my mental health. It affected my kids. Um, we rebuilt back here in Benedict. Um, and so I've dealt with anxiety and depression and whatever else. And, you know, and I do have a touch of ADD. So like, you know, when it's an adult ADD thing, you get hyper-focused on stuff and chickens kind of became it, which would explain why my husband was somewhat panicked because he was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be something that you hyper-focus on. And then it's going to be my problem. Um, but it wasn't that situation. You know, it became, um, like you said, not just about eggs, but giving the kids responsibility and some ownership. And it started out just hatching eggs for fun for somebody else. So my kids could see like that whole process. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool, you know? Um, but then when I found out there wasn't an ordinance, I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to keep some of these. Like we, we hatched these babies. My kids love them. Um, but the change that it's made in me has been huge for my mental health. My kids are, <laughs> they're incredible. I mean, they were incredible before, but now to watch them get up in the morning and go outside and they're out there doing chicken chores before I'm even out of bed and get the, you know, they come in mom, 
Have you seen what Dot did? Mom, Sylvia's doing this. Or, oh my gosh, did you just hear Victor crowed? And I'm like, oh gosh, yeah, guys, let me have my coffee. Wake up a little bit here. Um, but it's made them into these responsible humans. Granted, they're nine and 11. Um, but these were kids that liked being in on their video games and whatever else. And now all of a sudden they're outside playing in chicken poop and <laughs> just having a great time, you know? And so to see that and see them have some ownership and pride has been huge. And that's what I tried to, in that first meeting, explain to the council that this isn't just about eggs. It's not about who I want to irritate because so-and-so doesn't want chickens in town. Well, again, my nearest neighbor, yeah, they live across the street, but our streets aren't normal streets. There, It's not like I'm living in Minot where I could reach across the property line and touch your house, you know, and I was responsible about, about it. I, I went and talked to my neighbors, asked them, hey, if I got some chickens, would you guys be upset? Would that be something that would, you know, you would feel is in, encroaching on your property or is if there's a rooster crowing, is that going to bother you? And every single one of them was actually quite excited about it because I mean, if we're anything, or if we're going to be anything like with our garden situation, with our chickens, we're talking free eggs and garden veggies for everybody. In Absolutely. Here. You know what I mean? I that's do. That's just what we do. That's what we do too. Um, but yeah, there were no complaints from my neighbors. So that's why, you know, having Marvin help bring an ordinance, an actual ordinance that had everything needed to be a, an ordinance worthy of enforcing. I mean, ordinance 35 is the one that they're up in arms about. And I should have pulled out my sheet that had basically what it said. It didn't have a fine. It didn't have, it was pretty ridiculous, wasn't it, Marvin? I mean, it was. Well, we're going to, we're going to get to that because I'm going to come back and I'm going to ask Marvin oh, what he yep. did. But the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to have my producer run an ad for executive properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. And Executive Properties also does garage door repairs and replacements. So stop in and talk to the boys today. Marvin, you are the guy we always go to to make sure that we're doing something legally. And you wrote this ordinance so that you knew that there there wouldn't be a problem. And you also did an investigation to make sure that there wasn't a previous ordinance or whatever. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, Megan had reached out to me. We chatted, I don't know, for a couple months about other stuff. And um, when she said she wanted to bring forward a chicken ordinance, I've already been working on bringing a new one forward in Bismarck. Uh, last one got shot down because the city council didn't want to have to build a chicken coop to store chickens if they got out. And... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I raised yeah. raise chickens. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah. And so I had already been kind of drafting one. So I had all the active ordinances that were in the state where they were allowing chickens, you know, Mandan, Dickinson, Grand Forks. So like I already had all their drafts that they had passed and were on the books. 
And so it was, it was already a project that was on. Uh, and when Megan reached out to me, I took a look at what I had. I took a look at our community. I pulled up a Google Maps. I kind of looked and saw, I mean, it's still gravel roads all the way through town. So it's not like it's a, a giant community. And then I also looked at the size of her lot, stuff like that. I looked at the size of lots around town before I even put numbers to paper as to how many chickens you could have, stuff like that. Um, so in the ordinance, I actually referenced like the state century code for animal cruelty. I, you know, like all that stuff's in there. Um, I put a number to the chickens, but again, that's something that if the city council would have considered and looked at, they could have addressed however they wanted to, the amount of chickens that were there. Um, on top of that, I put together the signature petition for her to go around town so she could get all of her signatures, which was a ridiculously low number that she needed. And she got like three times, four times more than what she needed <laughs> to present to the city council. Mm -hmm. And I also put together a permission slip for that, you, you know, with an X amount of feet, these neighbors are okay with her having chickens. So literally it was cut and dry. Yeah, it seems to me like there's nothing else to do. And, and so I know Megan had never done a city commission meeting before and her and the mayor asked me to come up and present this ordinance. Just that way, if people in the community had questions, they could ask me while I was there. Um, so it's a very well-drafted piece like this could be something that was presented and as a legislator presented it instead of you know a city commission meeting because i wanted there to be no questions um and we got there and it was it was a wild night <laughs> you know and, and i've i've god i've been to meetings where everybody's screaming at the council before um talking during 2020 and showing up at city commission meetings and county commission meetings and the audience going after school boards and everything else. Like I've been there and that's on like a Bismarck scale. And I'm sitting through that meeting. Like we were an hour and 20 minutes into it before we even got to the ordinance because every 30 seconds there was an interruption. And at one point, I think I even called a point of order from the audience just to get people to stop and listen and so when I got up to talk, I would say, you know, I keep my stuff short, yeah. three to five minutes and I'm out, I'm gone, I'm on my way. And I think I was up there for 20 minutes, <laughs> 20 solid minutes. Oh my God. Lecturing on decorum, lecturing on what they needed to do. One of the council members accused me of having an agenda and you know me, Kit, do I ever have an agenda? No, trust me, you're too busy to have an agenda. <laughs> Like, I show up, I do my stuff, here's what it is, I shouldn't have to be here, but I am. And, and that's kind of the way it's been with, like, the city and county commission meetings. It's like, they know when I show up, I'm there for a reason. You know, yep. it's not something that I'm just going to let go. And, and it, it was just, it was wild. And when we looked at the other ordinance, the mayor had already checked, this, they miraculously produced an ordinance even though it isn't held at city hall it was a photocopy of an old ordinance from like 2012 that said no livestock animals were allowed in benedict yada 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 but there's no 
proof that it was ever printed in the paper. There's no proof that it was ever read twice. The city attorney said that it was not a legal ordinance. So at this point, there's zero leg to stand on. Right. Except a, except a photocopy of a piece of paper. And if there's no law written anywhere else, then it, what you've got is, is a piece of paper. And, well, and that's what they got. And, and taking it a step further, I actually reached out and talked to the Ag Commission, the people that are in charge of poultry. I found out what state standards were on all that stuff. So, like, I already knew coming into this meeting that there was no nothing stopping Meg from having her chickens. Right. Literally nothing. Or the quantity of her chickens or anything else. And to be honest, you did your due diligence. She did her due diligence. The only people that haven't done due diligence at this point is the commission. Because, like you said, they all the only thing that they've got is you'll respect our authority, and we don't want it, and we don't want it because you want it. That's the way I'm reading it. Well, and the thing is, is like even if they make this ordinance stand, there's literally no teeth to it. It's like pa- the legislators passing critical race theory and not putting a punishment to it being taught in our schools. So she can have her chickens, and they, they can stand there and fume. Yep. Perfect. Just perfect. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Ordinance 35 was two sentences. Um, my favorite part is the no viscous dogs. Um, viscous dogs? Yeah, viscous dogs. <laughs> I don't know how you check the viscosity of a dog, and I don't want to know. Um, I, yeah, I, and there was no fine. There was no, it was just, you can't have them in town. There was no punishment. There was no indication of what recourse it would be. Nothing like that. Um, because yeah, it doesn't was... exist. Because if, no. if if they were actually going to put an ordinance on the books, it would have actually gone through the stages and it would actually have some sort of Well, and there were penalty. no minutes. Yeah, there exactly. There were no minutes even um, in the like the meeting minutes book in the city hall. There was no record of even a first or a second reading of said ordinance ever. Well, and it's, it's like a, it never existed. It's 11 years ago. Good, yeah. good. You, if you got to go back eleven years ago, because that means somebody sitting there was. Well, I think we talked about that one day when we were having coffee. I'm positive that we maybe mm-hmm. wrote some notes. So let's go back and get those notes, and we'll put, <laughs> we'll tell, we'll show them. They come with their ordinance. By golly, well, the <laughs> come absolute, on, people. Like mind f of all of this is after that meeting. After I was flipped off by some guy that I was actually. Like this ordinance that Marvin presented, he had horses in town. And this is what kind of started the whole thing. He had, he lives on the edge of town and he had horses in town. Somebody complained. Um, and so at that meeting, which was, I think the, I don't know, the February meeting or whatever, um, they basically asked him to remove his horses. And my husband said, we don't have a judge to enforce any of these ordinances anyhow he said we can't force him to do anything like we don't even know is this a real ordinance and they just kind of ignored it um so here we're trying to like help this guy out but he has the audacity to call me a nasty bitch in front of my kid oh my and Lord. then flip me off <laughs> and i was like oh my god this is not real life so we we go through all this. I I get up there and I just start having verbal diarrhea while I'm trying to explain what my whys and my reasoning. I still don't remember what I said during that that speech, but apparently it was good. I don't know. Um, but 
so we go through this meeting. It's brought out that, no, this is not an ordinance. The city attorney said this wouldn't hold any weight. It's not legal. Um, so it's been determined that it is not an ordinance. There is no ordinance. So in that moment, much to my husband's disappointment, I said, you know what? Forget it. I've already got chicks started. I'm just going to keep some of them myself. And you know what? I'm doing this. Um, and so that was in May. Come June, in the next meeting, um, one of the, I'll say the peanut league, came and said, oh, but wait, it was in the paper, this and that. It is, in fact, an ordinance um, because if an ordinance has been I don't remember what century code it is, but you know what I'm talking about, right, Marvin? The one where if it's a, an ordinance that has been perceived to be an ordinance, even though it wasn't passed legally or in the right way, blah, 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 it automatically becomes an ordinance. Well, that's not how that century code works, but the city council members that were there said, oh, oh, okay, so it is an ordinance. So we're going to just go ahead and reenact ordinance 35. <laughs> and I'm just completely land blasted at this point because first off, you can't just not have an ordinance and then say, oh, well, you know what? Due to new information we found, we all of a sudden have an ordinance again. That's not how that works. And so basically, you know, and my kids were at the meeting again, absolutely panicking because they think that the city's going to come and take away their chickens. Uh, just to put into perspective how absolutely damaging this has been for my kids this fight my youngest boy trapper um he he's always very interested in what's going on because he loves to hear dad in these meetings and you know and he likes to be in the know and one night he was putting the chickens away and he i don't know if the door got left open or he didn't get it latched and so it popped open and the chickens ran out of the coop we have a huge yard. They didn't go anywhere. They know where the food is. These chickens don't go far. I was in the house and I hear this, this sound and my, my mom ears were like, okay, something's wrong. And all of a sudden I hear the back door fly open and this child is screaming, screaming like somebody has removed a limb. I thought maybe one of the ducks had died and he found it. I, I didn't know. And all I could hear was mommy, mommy, it's all my fault. They're going to take our chickens away because they got out of the coop. And he was hysterical. And I, I had to carry him downstairs. And I said, okay, buddy, watch. I said, these guys, they know where home is. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're just excited because there's all this extra food stuff out here. So I said, come on. And it took a little bit of work, but we got him back in the coop. And, but the whole time that little boy is sobbing, oh my gosh, mommy, it's all my fault. We're going to lose our chickens because I let them out. To see your kid in that way was so awful all because of what these people I don't and again I don't even know what their agenda is or what the big hang-up is because this doesn't affect them you know but it's put my kid in such a position I'm I'm watching I'm watching the people that are supposed to represent us and they're supposed to be adults and they're yeah. acting they're acting worse than three and four year olds having temper tantrums and I'm seeing this all over the place and and the damage that they're doing it, is is legion it's much like i said this is more about about power than it is about eggs and we are we are looking at across north dakota we are looking at city councils um county commissions and stuff like that that are on freaking power trips that that have no concept uh, of anything and and even even if they do have a concept they don't care 
about the damage that they're causing to supposedly the people that they are supposed to represent. Representing. Yeah. And that's what ticks me off. Paul, can we bring up the picture of the, the pole in the middle of the road in Dunn County? Yep. One second. Yeah, Paul, <laughs> because, because, because your, your, your story, the reason it's so interesting to me is because we had, the, we had the folks on from Dunn County where they decided that they have a township road on a county section line, which has never been there before. They won't allow these people to, to do, a, do any road. And so they came out, removed fences and everything else, and they put uh, the, they couldn't move the power pole because the power people wouldn't move it. So let's go show that. What? There you go. That is the road in Dunn County now that they have established uh, on the section line with the power pole right in the middle of it because the, the commission couldn't move the power pole, and they were bound and determined that you will respect our authority. So we are going to build the road around the power pole. We are going to take down fences. We and I mean, this is taxpayer money, people, to do this type of idiocy. This is this is this is where our representatives are going in North, small town North Dakota. Take a look at. I mean, not that we are um, not known for enjoying adult beverages, but can you imagine trying to drive this in the middle of the night with uh, coming home from the pub? I'm just I'm just making the comment here because I mean I can see bad things happening with this with this entire right in the damn center of the road, people. Thank you, Paul. And it's just this is the idiocy that these people are going to go to 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 control your lives. Mm-hmm. It's in, it's insane. We're, we've got little kids in tears. We've got magical ordinances appearing. We have people completely ignoring not just the decorum of a meeting, but rule of law. When you have the city attorney go, you ain't got nothing here. And you pretty much go, screw you. We're, we're, we're going to have our ordinance. These people are, are power junkies. And I'm quite frankly, not only getting tired of, of the issues that they're, the drama, I'm getting tired of the financial things that are coming through and having to support this. I've got to do a really quick commercial here because Churchill Shoes is one of our awesome sponsors. Men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes are in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Okay, visit Churchill Shoes. I can see them through the studio window. They're great people with great product. The thing that bothers me so much about this is we've got the the road basically to nowhere in Dunn County with the power pole in the middle of it. We have we have you and the chickens. This is the tip of the iceberg. And now when when we look at at Williston, they're having they're having this emergency meeting so they can force this budget through just in case they don't win. This is government gone bananas. And the only thing that I can see in common of this is you will respect our authority. You will do as you're told. You will sit down and shut up. And you're going to pay for everything. You you mentioned they're increasing mills on you guys now too? Well, 
so I guess to delve a little bit deeper into our situation, um, again, very small community. Um, we don't have, we've never had to hire somebody to say mow the city park mm-hmm. or maintain the public property. We've had, um, you know, pushing snow even. We have uh, an older gentleman, and I want to say he's late 70s, probably his early 80s, who has always just brought his own truck with a plow on it and pushed roads, um, pushed people's driveways out, and all he wanted was compensation for gas money, which we, you know, the the city council has voted on in the past, and that was fine. Um, But all of a sudden, the the previous group, um, the Peanut League, I guess, um, all of a sudden, they're complaining about everything. Um, nothing's done right. Snow plowing's not done right. Um, our gentleman that was plowing our roads for us, his wife sadly passed away from cancer this last winter. That week that she passed away, they had the audacity to complain because he didn't do it well enough. Oh, my God. And it's it's just this. I, I'd like to think that I'm a good person. I know I have my moments, as we all do. Um, but I can't even fathom, you know, the man took time away from his ailing wife who ended up losing to plow streets for people that just really don't give a flying F about him. You know, um, they actually, a couple of the other council members tried to say that my husband should not be on the council because he can't volunteer his time in mowing the city park. <laughs> well, that's not their job. Um, they get paid $500 a year to attend the meetings, which generally take two and a half to three hours in, in, a night. And sound like complete um, circuses. Oh, yeah. Um, but they make $500 a year. And their job description isn't to maintain public property. So we've never had to hire somebody to take care of that. We've always had volunteers that'll step up and say, you know what? I've got free time. I love mowing lawn. I'm going to mow the city park on their dime. They don't ask for compensation. Well, basically, this group of folks have run off every volunteer that we have, all of them. So they've now had to put in the budget to pay somebody to push snow, to pay somebody to maintain public property, um, to make sure that our lagoons are taken care of properly. Because, again, they have complained and caused so much headache and confrontation for these lovely humans that have no... There, there's no requirement for them to, to volunteer their time. They do it because they love their community. Well, these hateful people have completely run them off. So now, and it doesn't affect, you know, families like mine because we're not on a fixed income. But in Benedict, North Dakota, there are a lot Lots of good of folks people. that have been here forever who are on a fixed income. So when you have a 20 mil increase on your taxes, that you're going to feel that. Yes. And because of these people just being hateful and pushing whatever I I want to say agenda, I don't know what that is exactly. Um, they have now cost everybody in the community, which is just disgusting. You know, why? I, I don't I don't get it. Um, so now they have to go through, you know, they did their proposed budget. This is what it's going to have to be if you want these things taken care of you want a nicely mowed park you want to be able to get out in the winter time now we have to pay somebody to actually do it because the people that used to do it for free you ran them off see this you know and this is so frustrating because everyone always talks about north dakota nice 
and uh, and here we are, here we sit, because people were North Dakotanized. They were they were doing stuff they didn't have to do. They were taking mm-hmm. care of business, and things were running smoothly. And and then what happens is it take to to really throw things off track. It takes government. And what I'm trying to get people to understand is it's not just at the federal level. It's not just at the state level. You are going to be seeing more and more of this as as the the crap rolls downhill and starts to infect city councils, city commissions and all county commissions and all of the school boards, all of these other things because it comes down to quite frankly stupidity. Because nothing apparently can be just left alone to work well. It takes the government to really screw things up. And this is the perfect, this is a perfect example of everybody was fine. Everything was going perfectly. Neighbors were happy. You were happy. Everything was wonderful until these people lost what they considered to be their rightful power and control. At which point, you talk about not knowing what the agenda is. The only agenda I can come up with is power, control, <laughs> And ego. And how yeah. dare you, especially you, an outsider, how dare yeah, you, how dare you um, not not respect our position in this community? And, and that means that everybody else in the community is worth less than they are in their eyes, and they're proving it. And this is exactly the problem we have with a bunch of our legislators at uh, the North Dakota level. We certainly have a problem at the federal level with uh, people considering us deplorables and everything else. And I'm, I'm quite frankly very, very sick and tired with a small group of people who consider themselves to be elites telling the rest of us that we are unworthy to sit down and shut up. And it's really starting to filter down as far as an attitude into a, for example, a small town that's 70 people tops, including all the kids. And we have these issues with these little dukes and duchesses, self-appointed, who are thinking that just because they snap your fingers, everybody's supposed to, everybody's supposed to jump. We can use your tax money to, to build a, a, a road around a, a power pole. We can use your tax money, whether you have it or not, to make sure that the park is, is mowed and your roads are clear. Because it doesn't matter to them because you don't matter. And that's the thing that I'm seeing that's, that's the constant thread through all of these issues. I don't know, Mark. What I think is just what just blows my mind, and I, I just chuckle about it because I don't know what else to do. Um, the fact that you know we've got this now pending twenty mil increase on our taxes, and they're mad about it, but they don't even see that it's because of what they have done. It's the result of their actions, their hate, their animosity towards their neighbors, people that they used to call friends. And I know this, it's just small town politics, but it's so much more than that. Um, it's like narcissism. Yes. I, I just, but then at the meeting, you know, anytime my husband who stands up and says, um, no, this isn't how this is supposed to work. This isn't the process. And he's 110% right. And then you have the same gentleman who threatened to have fried chicken this last weekend to sell at the citywide rummage sale. Again, said that in front of my son, who was then terrified that somebody's going to come kill our chickens and cook them for dinner. Um, he likes to retort that uh, he calls my husband a self-important asshole. Of course. Twice in one meeting. That was entertaining. Um, 
but self it's it's just kind of ironic to me well you see what you what you what you're dealing with is um it, it is ironic because what you're dealing with is something called uh uh displacement which is what we see a lot in politics which is where you accuse the people that are opposing you of doing exactly what you're doing to them. We're seeing a lot of this on the federal level with the Trump indictment and stuff like that because everybody's sitting around waiting to see what happens with the Biden crime family and Hunter and everything else. But meanwhile, what are we saying? Well, it's good to see justice is finally being done because we're, we're nobody's above the law because we're prosecuting Trump. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden and the laptop from hell and everything else just sort of slides right under the radar. Uh, and so... Mm-hmm. This is what's this is what's really bothering me is we're seeing this attitude funnel down, and it's definitely an attitude in the legislature and in and in North Dakota government at the state level. It's definitely an attitude there, and I'm I'm watching this attitude of you can't touch me, you no matter what I do, I am I am a protected person because I'm important. That attitude is is traveling down and. And that's what we're seeing at every level. It, even if it's br- not, you know, even if it's breaking the law, where you have a state's attorney say, uh, "No, you can't do that." Well, yeah, we can because we want to. Marvin, where can we go with this at this point? Can I mean, and, and quite frankly, you know, I got to say something to you, uh, Megan. Uh, if somebody would have mentioned fried chicken, and I had my kid in the room, I'd be getting a restraining order. I have to tell you that honestly. Well, the, the, tit for tat, I the understand. The great part about it. The great part about it is we've caught all this on video. That's my point. And I had asked Marvin. I had asked Marvin. I said, "So can I live stream these meetings? Because I have the City of Benedict events page through Facebook um, because." We used to post things for our fireworks committee because we used to do a lot for town. Sure. Um, And he said, yeah, absolutely you can. So I started live streaming the meetings. And because I I feel like these people get away or they behave this way because there's no repercussion. Nobody shows up to the meetings except for them. So nobody else gets to see how they're behaving and just how absolutely ridiculous they're being. So I started live streaming them. Good for you. And so I caught all of this from the back of the room because I don't believe they realized that I was recording, um, <laughs> let alone live streaming it on Facebook. And I'm going to do that at every meeting from now on, because I think it's time that people be held accountable for their behavior. See, Will it do anything? I don't know. But you know what? If anything, I'll have enough to present a case if things go awry or somebody continues to throw screws in my duck pool or throw you know, watch batteries into my coop, which is all things that have happened. See, that's what Funny I'm. How it that, that's what I'm going at. I, I, I'd, be, I'd be having security cameras and game cameras, and isn't it a shame? Yeah. Isn't it a shame that you have to do that? You're in a town of seventy people. I shouldn't people. have to. You shouldn't. In a town of seventy people, you I shouldn't. should not have to have cameras. No, you shouldn't. You know your neighbors. You, know. you trust your neighbors. Life should be freaking good. And that yet here we sit and and um, I would be I would definitely, definitely be looking into a restraining order and getting video cameras out there. And if that person well, the video almost cameras said a bad are, word are there now. Good. 
um, the video cameras are out, and it's funny it's, how those things ridiculous. stopped showing up on my property as soon as the cameras were put out. This is just um, ridiculous. As far as restraining orders, I have seriously considered it um, just because for the safety of my kids and myself, and I know it's just a piece of paper, but at least it's the the uh, paper trail that yes. hopefully will get me to, I don't know, some kind of peace of mind eventually. I, I've never really, I don't, I can't say that I feel unsafe in my town, but I definitely don't feel the love. Um, we Which, just kind of stick to ourselves. You know, you know, our neighbors are great. You know, it's just, it's just sad. Again, we're talking North Dakota nice and everything else. And you're sitting there living like you're, like you're in the center of Fargo where nobody knows anybody, nobody cares and everybody's rude. And believe me, I just what was in Fargo the other day. And that's spot on, by the way, I've got one last question. Quick break to make for Oh for Heaven's Cakes. And I want everybody to know that there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good home-baked baked goods. And that's where Oh for Heaven's Cakes comes in. The best cupcakes and cakes for special occasions or just a treat. They make incredible specialty items by order or you can just walk in and find out what's behind the counter. And if you own a business, you can check out their monthly employee discounts. And you can treat your employees and tell them you love them in way better ways than a paycheck. Get them some cupcakes. Oh, for Heaven's Cakes is on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall. Open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4 and Saturdays 9 to noon. Call 701-757-CAKE. That's 701-757-2253. Or go to oh for Heaven's Cakes at yahoo.com and be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins where oh for Heaven's Cakes is in the Grand Cities Mall. And if you are artistic... And like decorating, they are looking for people to decorate cakes and cupcakes. Oh, for heaven's cakes, one of our valued sponsors here. Okay, Megan and, and, and where do we go from here? Marvin, you've got the ordinance and everything else in. What, let's say that they decide to push this. What, what can you do or what, what's the next step? Well, I mean, at this point... The city attorney's already said it's an illegal ordinance. They pushed this through. They're liable for a lawsuit. Good. Yep for that, Megan? Well, I mean, at this point, uh, yeah. (laughs) You know, the amount of time, love, money, effort that my family's put into this, it's, again, it's not just about eggs. If it was about eggs, I would have said, screw it, and gone to Walmart and got my normal five dozen flat. But... You know, at this point, they're now challenging the way of life that we've chosen. Um, They're challenging just how we choose to live. You know, I guess a way that doesn't affect them at all. Um, Every complaint that they've had has never been really a complaint. Just their concerns of bringing in wildlife. Well, (laughs) okay, my cameras that I had to put up. The only wildlife I've caught is the family of deer that comes through town and exits town through my property and the cat that comes out of the culvert and stares at her camera every night. That's <laughs> that's all we've seen. Um, then, you know, we debunked that argument and then there was the argument of, well, the coop will stink. Yeah, if you don't take care of it, but am I going to want my house smelling like a chicken coop? No. So I'm pretty sure it'll be well taken care of and it has been. Um, the noise. Don't come at me with noise. Everybody in town has dogs and they're barking all hours of the night, you know? So it's like, I, 
none of this is a valid argument. Vermin in town, again, we live in the country. I was just going to say. didn't want wildlife, hell, you can't even go live in Minot and not have a deer or a moose in your yard. Well, and okay, as far as vermin, as far as vermin, I got to tell you, okay, I, I live rural too. 15 plus acres out there. We got, we got deer in the shelter, but everything else. And people will say, well, you, you, you must have mice and rats. And I go, no, I really got a cat. And I have, I said, mm-hmm. I will find little mouse and little rat butts by my door saying, mom, I brought a present. I mean, they'll, there are ways to take care of all of this issue. And, and then I looked at them and I laughed and I said, you, you live in the city, right? And they, well, of course we do. I said, you really think you don't have mice and rats? Well, no, we live mm-hmm. in the city. And I went, aren't you precious? <laughs> Because well, what's funny to me is in the 10 years that we've lived here, we've never had a mouse in our house. Yeah. Ever. Um, we have an elevator in town. Yeah. A grain elevator. There you go. So you, you think that my my little bucket of feed for my, my flock, my backyard Absolutely. flock, is going to attract a horde of rats and mice. I've never had a mouse in my house. And you know, funny thing. Go ahead. Beth. I caught my chickens eating a mouse. Yes, they will. A little carnivores. Marvin, what did you have to say there? You know what's funny is, you know, I've worked alongside the tracks with different businesses over the years. And whenever we had mice issues, it's because they came off the train. Mm-hmm. You know, so like if they're going to say vermin. Careful, they might try and reroute the train tracks from Benedict. <laughs> don't you don't you start that. <laughs> well, and I mean, I mean, seriously, you live rural. I mean, okay. Sorry, but an alert for people who are warm, fuzzy f- folks. But my husband and I will, will sit out on our deck and um, we'll have the 22 rifles, each of us, and we, we wait for the gophers to pop their heads up and we play whack a mole. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's the with, his and hers, with, it's the his and hers yes, firearm with, thing. With the, with the striper gophers. I mean, we just sit there and we just sit there and go, it's your turn, honey. You know, I mean, this, this is just. The, these people are freaking nuts. If this is one of their worries, first of all, maybe they should consider moving into town. But second of all, this this is really a, a cavalcade of pettiness that is is reaching clown proportions. That's why I wear my cartoon shirt because I, said, I mean, this is a clown hate. show. This is a clown At show. At least it gives us a good laugh. But but it but, gives us a good laugh. It does, but but the insanity of it is that these people have the ability to inflict mental anguish on your mm-hmm. children, and and I got the guy in Dunn oh, County that's having his his bowls held in by a rope because some clown decides that he can go out and remove the electric fence and just put a rope up because he, they, the bulls will respect his authority. And then put a road around a, a power pole. I mean, this is the kind of idiocy that we're supposed to be sitting back and accepting as perfectly fine. And, you know, what scares me is I call this gaslighting. This, this is an absolute example of gaslighting where you're being told to accept this stuff as gospel and sit down and shut up. And uh-uh, not having it. Not well, having you know, it. I'm kind of loud. <laughs> Marvin, what'd like, you get? You know, kid, it's happened more and more and more over the last three years. Yes. Like, we've watched it. We've seen the videos. And it's ever since we started getting involved as a community that the sitting members are pushing back harder and harder and telling people that that's not right. And it's not just them. You know, it's the city and state attorneys. It's, you know, nobody knows where their rights are. And to get a question answered, you got to call six different departments of the Capitol to find out what the right answer is. 
Well, and then when you see, you're prepared, you you quote Century Code, and they look at you and go, nah, and you're sitting with the Century Code, Marvin. I know. Well, and, and the thing is, is like what people don't realize is that power doesn't go up to the capital. The power comes down to the townships because your township, and I've said this a thousand times, is the most powerful form of government in the country. Your township has the most power. And people don't realize that. Like, they can pass century code all day long, and but if it's repugnant to the Constitution, it's invalid. And I'm pretty sure if we sat and sliced apart the North Dakota century code, I could find plenty of sections that are not constitutionally supported. Oh, I know you could. And, and the thing is, is, like, we're just trying to help people get chickens. Because <laughs> at five bucks for a dozen eggs? Yeah. A chicken, each chicken produces what, one egg a day? Oh, yeah, probably. So for even in Pretty business, close. to have six egg-producing chickens, you feed a family every day with an egg left over for a neighbor. Yep. Mm-hmm. In Meg's situation, her chickens are probably putting out enough eggs to feed that entire community. You know what else? Well, they're freeloaders currently. (laughs) You know what else I'd like to bring up when you're talking about vermin? Um, Mine eat ticks and everything else. I mean, I'm just serious to gosh. I don't have I don't have a mosquito problem or anything else because we've got a huge pen. We've got a fair amount of chickens. And so if you want to talk about vermin, we don't use spray. We don't have to worry about mosquito spray and other stuff. Our chickens are doing their job there, too. So. This this is so funny because this isn't about chickens. This is about the, their feeling that they have the ability to deny their neighbors their basic human rights, and that they're going to. This is the hill that they it, plan to die on. Go ahead. We'll Megan. see what they what they forget. And I spoke with one of our council members after. I think it was the second or third meeting where they finally said, nope, this ordinance 35 is as stands. Um, After the meeting, I stopped him and I just said, you know, I think you need to realize that this isn't, this isn't a place for you to force your opinion. Right. Just because you don't want chickens doesn't mean that I shouldn't have chickens. It doesn't mean that anybody else in this community shouldn't be able to make that choice on their own. You saying, nope, nope, I don't like the idea, so therefore you don't get to have it. That's not how that works. The petition that went around that people signed, I mean, that right there speaks volumes and says that the people that voted you in, that wrote your name on that ballot, this is what they want. This isn't about what you want. Yes. You know, your representatives, job. yes. And... <laughs> You know, and I was nice about it because it's, you know, we are a small community and I don't want to make enemies. But at the same time, I'm not going to just roll over and give up my rights because I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. See, America was founded on freedom of choice. America was founded on the freedom of the ability to to worship the way you want, to live your life the way you want, to, to go forth and prosper. And every time I turn around, I seem to find another quite and frankly, small tin pot dictator at either the city, state, county, whatever level, who's decided that they know better how I am supposed to live my life than I do. 
and that they're going to enforce it. And as Marvin said, it's coming down from the top because the state is is enforcing and, and putting this entire theory throughout everything. And, and this is getting to really start peeving me because not only am I not a child and resent being treated like a child, but that's not their job. That is way above their pay grade to be able to tell me how to live. And they try to disguise it about things like you're, you're, you're bothering your neighbors. It's not about your choice. It's about your na-. They try to disguise it in all these warm and fuzzy ways or it's for your safety, one of my personal favorites. But it's not. It's about gradually removing individual choice and individual freedom from the populace. And you can disguise it as being about chickens and eggs, but that's not what it's about. It's about removing your individual choice, the way that you would like to raise your family and the way you would like to live. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is not the America I grew up in, nor I wish to continue to live in. And I just Agreed. think, I just think, Megan, I, I just, you know, I don't know. what What's your next step? Let's say these little tin pot marionettes decide that, okay, the ordinance stands. You're fighting them, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I will die on this hill. <laughs> Good. You know, you know, the funny thing about it is you're going to end up suing the city, right? Guess who gets to pay for that? I, if it comes to that, I, whatever it's going to take. Yeah. I, you know, it, it affects my children. I mean, yes, it does affect me, but my kids are my world. Absolutely. And the chickens have become theirs. So at this point, yeah. And my husband's ready too. you know, um, it's this is not okay. Well, you know, it, it's gone on too long. And of course, if you sue the city, city's gonna. If you think you've got twenty mils increase, you know, because the city's now gonna have to pay for that. And what else mm-hmm. is going on? Um, excuse me a minute. Okay, um, we probably won't get to them. And the thing that I want to, yeah, in fact, I will. I've got a picture that I want to show you guys. Can I have the one with the where the guy built the house? Hang on a sec. I, I threw a couple of pictures in because I thought you guys would like them. They're, uh, this picture right here, I don't know if you're going to be able to see it or not, but it's a picture from uh, 17th century Great Britain. And what this gentleman did was he actually built his house on a bridge over a river. It says, a bridge house in Amside, England was built in the 17th century on a bridge over a river in order to avoid paying property taxes. And, and so this is, this is the thing that, that we're dealing with is we're being forced back to when we had the, the revolution in 1776, people. And this is not, this is why we, we left and got on those damn little boats and sailed all the way across here and decided that we were going to start over. And we're being forced back into that place again. And Marvin and Megan... I just want to thank you so much for, for coming because this story is happening all over the place and it's about more than chickens. We're having people in these situations where people are deciding that they're going to build roads. People are deciding you can't have chickens. People are deciding how you are going to be living your right life. And people, it's time to start pushing back. And I want everybody to remember that there's the Williston School Board election tomorrow. Please, please go vote. Start taking back your tax money and start taking back your rights to live your life the way you choose, raise your family the way you choose. Megan, Marvin, 
Thank you guys so much. We've had another wonderful Monday for Common Sense Uncensored. Everybody, God bless. Take care. Thanks, Kit. Thank you. Thank you. All right.